thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'm Ethan Butler, the louder host. Uh, as with any podcast, we face some technical difficulties that I could not fix during editing. So, for one, um, I'm going to sound louder than any of my co-hosts, and I blame OBS for that. Don't blame my insanely large ego, please. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm working on getting us a logo. Uh, I'm working in MS Paint, so... Um, yeah, we're working on a logo. Uh, the name for the podcast is The School's Out Podcast. We, uh, we figured that out two minutes before recording. As all na- as all podcast names should be figured out. And, um, yeah, it just it means a lot to those who are listening. It means a lot to me. This has been a dream of mine to have a podcast. Even, even for my six viewers. Um, but, uh, it would mean a lot if you shared this with people you think would enjoy it. I'm not requesting that you share it with everybody, but, like, at least some people. Um, yeah. So, enjoy it. Uh, for now, it's just gonna be a black screen, but there will be a logo coming soon. Uh, episodes should be uploaded every Monday evening for the next, uh, very long Mondays. As long as we can make podcast episodes, we'll be making podcast episodes. I will come out with a video if we don't make a podcast episode to tell you why, like we didn't make one, or we'll just bring it up next podcast episode, but as long as I am there, I will make a podcast um, video or episode for you guys, so um, enjoy, uh, sorry that the others are quieter than I am, um, I fixed the audio mixer, so next episode should be completely normal. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, I believe we agreed the School's Out podcast. I still don't know. We might change the name. Um, I'm your host, Ethan Butler, with my co-hosts, uh, Xander Corkins and Jared Leckby. Yeah. Yeah, we we decided to start this podcast on, on majorly a whim. Like, one day I was just like, hey guys, what if we just had a podcast? Yeah, that's basically how this entirely started. So, um, but yeah, we all, we've all, uh, we're all theater students. Um, some of us are idiots. And, uh, we all enjoy the same basic stuff. So we've all got some topics to discuss. Um, we're going to introduce ourselves, of course, uh, yeah. So, how about you? Uh, you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, let's start with uh, yeah, Xander. So I'll start off. Okay, so I'm Xander. Of course, I'm the one called Evil Corky. I'm also the one that has the Kevin picture. So with me, I've been a huge gaming nerd. I'm a D and D nerd. Um, I guess you can also say I'm a VR nerd now since I have an Oculus Quest, which has been extremely <laughs> fun. Theater nerd as well. Grew up in theater. Everything's been pretty good. Yeah, um, the Oculus Quest, I can attest, is great, until we came up with the bright idea to have one person have the hands, and the other person have the actual, like, headset. That is a great moment, and I have a better way we can do it, because of the fact of... It's a, it's a terrible idea. I mean, one of us is just standing there like, oh crap, I'm going to die. 
Um, here, how about Jared? You introduce yourself next. Okay. All right. So, um, I, hello. I'm I'm Jared. I'm uh, I, I really like choir and I really like D and D, along with theater and I uh, yeah, I really like TV and video games. Yeah. Um. I mean. I think everyone in this, uh, I think everyone in this podcast does enjoy video games quite a bit. Uh, yeah, we're all in the same D and D group as well. Uh, I'm Ethan Butler. I enjoy D and D. Um, I, I really like uh, RPG video games because you know, who doesn't like pissing off every NPC ever? Fair point. And um. Yeah, I enjoy movies, comics, uh, just just the normal stuff. I am a theater student as well. Uh, yeah. So how has quarantine gone for everybody so far? I mean, well, it sucks being stuck in a house. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <sighs> as you said, I hope it to be gone. Yeah, I mean... Not gonna lie, I was I I wasn't expecting this long of a quarantine. Like, I figured school might be like a few weeks canceled, and so when they said they were gonna cancel for like two weeks, I was like, ah, makes sense. And then they're like, yeah, we're no longer going to school, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, when all this first started, I thought it'd just you know blow over and we'd just have school like normal. It'd be like just this uh, small new. Uh, sickness going around. Yeah. And then it turned into this giant thing. <laughs> to the giant world pandemic! Yeah. Um, Did you look at that? I, but right as, like, quarantine started, like, a few days after, we had to go to Price Chopper, a uh, local grocery store, to, um, to get supplies, to get food. And, uh, not, like, stock up, but just a regular grocery run. And so we're, we're all, the whole family's there. Because we, we are all picking out some stuff that we wanted because we knew we were going to be in the house for a while. So we got some snacks and whatnot. And um, there were so many old people. Like, all those people who were at risk, they were they were everywhere. They are like, stocking up. And then there's, like, this crazy lady and her son who were wearing masks and gloves. And, um, and like, they, they were wearing the whole shebang. And I was like, um, what? And then people were getting offended because uh, I was videotaping. Uh, I was recording some just funny stuff that I was saying. Uh, people were getting offended by by my use of the word apocalypse. Because I was like, it's the apocalypse, Mom. Let's just buy the whole store. I would imagine so when everyone's taking this seriously and you're over here joking about an apocalypse happening. I'm over I mean, They have a fair point. I'm over here insulting snack cakes, and I'm like, <laughs> it's the apocalypse. But literally, what all I mean, the snack cakes were gone. I really like snack cakes. At least, no, if you're going to talk about anything and make fun of anything, you can make fun of the fact of whenever this all started, toilet paper became became nothing anymore. It was literally everyone needed it, quotation marks. Air yeah. yeah, like nobody running out. Nobody understood that your hands are washable. Like 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> biggest necessity. Toilet paper. Not shampoo. Not not a No, no. Nothing that keeps you clean. Purse. Just something that is a one-time use is what everyone needed. Not something, you know, that's everyone uses. The thing that 25% of the world uses. Toilet paper. Yup. Like, I was walking down the Price Chopper alley. All the paper products were, like, ransacked. And I was like, man... Huh, and uh, and I was like, it, it, because at first I was, I was like, I heard stories of people like stockpiling toilet paper, but I always thought it's just, just stories, and um, no, people are actually stockpiling, were actually stockpiling toilet paper. Yeah, I've been needed. Nothing actually useful, just toilet paper. Look, toilet paper is both usable and edible. If you're brave enough. Before or after use? Um, before, obviously. We're not, we're not hooligans. We're not Neanderthals out here. I mean, not yet. <laughs> the world's descending into chaos. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of fluctuates, you know. It goes down and then goes all the way up. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of quarantine, I think I'm going to dip into my first topic here. Uh, I was reading an article about how there's just a major disparity, like, not a major disparity, there's like a, a huge difference, like, there's either quarantine babies, like, babies who uh, were products of quarantine, and or just a lot of uh, newlyweds divorcing, because, you know, being stuck in a house together for a really long time really shows the cracks in a relationship. I mean, I that's mean, very good. I I just keep thinking, I'm like, dang. I just realized that, like, I think we I think we got it easiest with the quarantine because we're still all living with our families and whatnot. So, I mean, if you were, like, living alone or with a bunch of roommates, I, I could see how that would get on, on edge really fast. I want to make a bad joke right now. Oh, oh gosh. Alright, fire away. Well, Ethan, uh, you and me don't have to worry about divorces. We don't have dads. Alright, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yup. Uh, a virtual uh, high five here. I guess I'm stuck here. <laughs> Jared over here, like, oh great. Jared's like, all right, do I do I keep the joke going or do I uh do I lay off the subject? Maybe we should just let this. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll, do, we'll just let the joke die now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> huh? But yeah, I was, I was also thinking, like, where is Florida man? Where did he go? Is he in quarantine? Cause like you don't you don't see as many Florida man articles anymore. So I'm wondering like is he actually obeying the law for once in his life, or is he plotting something big? Gets out of quarantine. Every Florida man in every state ever. <laughs> hey, Florida man takes over the world. <laughs> Florida has invaded the U.S. <laughs> It's no longer Florida man. It is the U.S. man. 
He has taken it all. <laughs> Roman comes back for his revenge. Oh, I saw this picture, and it was uh, it was a Florida beach, and because the beaches. They like there's different districts, and each district had decided whether or not, like each county, had decided whether or not they were gonna have a stay at home order, and so there's like legit there's a line in the beach, on one side there's a bunch of people partying and swimming and drinking and whatnot. On the other side there's, on the other side there's two cops on ATVs with shotguns, and the whole beach is empty. And I'm like, huh. What? Yeah, like, Florida, Florida, the governor, he never, like, he never was like, oh, we need a whole stay-at-home order. He was like, uh, district or county, um, officials, you guys decide whether or not to have a stay-at-home order. So, like, some beaches were super open for spring break and were a cesspool to the disease, and other beaches had two cops with shotguns. Okay, so when you think about it, though, so that means if someone in that county tried to go to the beach with a cop, <laughs> how would you want to go, leave? Hippity-hoppity, your kneecaps are my property. <laughs> you, won't, you won't need to stay at home. You're going to be staying in the hospital. <laughs> Racks a shell. <laughs> I mean, out of all of the things, why would you go to the beach with a shotgun? <laughs> Yeehaw, brother. Like, it was just two cops, and they're like, like, the shotguns are on a rack on the back of their ATVs, and they're just, like, parked on the beach watching the party people, making sure nobody crosses the in the invisible line that, that separates the counties. And I'm like, hmm. Florida? Florida? Whack. Yeah. Well, so uh, do you get? How about you guys? Uh, we've talked about my topic, basically quarantine, coronavirus, and Florida. Um, well, let's hear some of your guys' to topics. I want to. I want to discuss some other stuff. Okay. Uh, I I I'll go. I guess. Okay. Um, my topics are all somewhat game themed because you game nerd. Um. First, a subtopic of this. First D and D campaign. Our our first D and D campaign. Like what was your guys' first D like D and D experience? I guess I would say. Ah, uh, here I'll I'll let Jared take this one first. All right. Well, my first D and D experience. It well, it was an improv. On the go, uh, D and D, with uh, my man here, Ethan, <laughs> being the DM. If none of you, if you know what that means, that is the dungeon master. Yes, I I was basically God, and um, I still technically am because I'm their dungeon master currently. So uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of the times, I like to joke, like if somebody like taunts me or ticks me off, I'm like, yeah, their character's dead. <laughs> Stroke. Uh, it, yeah, not, right. Your first experience, Jared, was um, freshman year. Yeah. Uh, 
that campaign that campaign was it was interesting because I had a whole story for it, but then on the other side we were all everyone was just an idiot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was a bit idiotic. Ah, <laughs> uh, um. Seeming Seeming I uh, tried to fl fly with my um, arms, you know. Yeah, you just, uh, and then you succeeded. At one point, you took off. You were just like, yeet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Would love to help with this fight and all, but uh, I can fly now. And flew with his bare arms, just flapping them away. And just, off. That wasn't yes. Interesting pseudo-campaign. Yeah. It... And it was at the kind of the weirdest time, because I just randomly was constantly trying it, and then just during a conversation, I just start flying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that campaign was really good. And then, Jared, I believe I reached out you out to you for our, the assassination campaign. Um, and all. And you were our warforged druid. Uh, yes. So Jared was basically a transformer that turned into animals. Uh, it, it was amazing. Realized druid craft was just only for seeds. Yeah. Growing. Jared made a car, or made the like skeleton of a car. Yep. Ethan, what was your first experience of? D&D. Um, mine was when I was like 11 or 12. Uh, my brother was like, oh yeah, some guys from our church, they want to do a, uh, a, a video game, just kind of hang out. And I was like, oh sweet, because at the time I, at the time I, uh, we had just gotten the Xbox and I was grinding Black Ops 2 and, uh, Halo Reach. Like, oh, I was grinding them. And so I was like, oh sweet, I'll get to flex my skills. And we got there and, uh, there's a table. There's um, some snacks, and then there's a bunch of books and paper and pencils. I was like, wait a second. What? And so uh, we, we ended up playing a Star Wars D&D campaign, uh, one that I never got invited back to. Uh, for reasons A, I, 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 I didn't understand it fully, so I was, just, I was more of like, um, what can I do? And then uh, I was a bit too loud, like... And yeah, so um, I, w I was not invited back to that one. But uh, I, we were playing a Star Wars one. I was a Wookiee that was all black with red eyes. I, I looked. I was supposed to look just absolutely evil, and then I just dual wielded axes. But um, yeah, my first experience was interesting, and then I and then I learned I had a knack for like DMing, which is dungeon mastering. So like. I had a knack for writing the story and having people play it instead of, like, playing it myself. Playing it myself, I I still don't know if I, if I truly enjoy it as much as I enjoy uh, being a dungeon master. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Xander, what was your first experience? First experience is one of my best friends, Josh Reddings, invited me to D&D for the first time, and I was like, I know what D&D is because just hearing it around and I just was asking around at the same time and I of course went in my character it was a space themed so it wasn't 
through D and D, but it was pretty much D and D, as in like everything was the same. So I played. I was a technician in my character, and everything was was absolutely a blast. I got to work with people before I didn't know, and it was great to know them all. But I have two stories that I love about this campaign. Both of them happened in like the first couple of sessions of me learning how to do D and D. Um, first story is when one of my um when one of my teammates tried to kick down a door. We rolled in that once. We broke his leg instead. <laughs> I've got this, guys. <laughs> oh. No, but the door was unlocked as well. Like you could just straight up open it and he broke his leg on the door. Breaks <laughs> leg. And for my next trick. Absolutely hilarious. Because then my character went up, opened the door, and then went, go buddy, and shoved him in. Wow. I took the rolled a nat 20, killed the guy with, so I kicked the door, rolled a nat 20. The door flew into one of the guys, instantly killing them, and then I didn't even have to roll, and I got a straight up headshot with a laser pistol I had. Epic. One person failed and I did really great. Okay. My other experience with this is breaking his campaign. <sighs> first session of me, or like the first, like I think it was like third session or second session. Um, we're at this ship junction, and one of my teammates, the same person that broke his leg, was wanting to get a ship really badly. I was trying to like get deals to get it like lower price, but it was still like unbelievably high and none of us had money to do it. I went over and I went, hey, can I inspect the ship? Now, in the DM's mind, he said to himself, I, Vander, rolled a nat 20, I would get a free ship. <laughs> Nothing to it, it was really good. Anything lower, I just thought that the ships were really bad. So me, over here, I rolled a nat 20 on investigation on the ship. DM had to go upstairs to his room, just like three floors up, or two floors up, um, have something for a ship. Come back down, and then went, yeah, you got a free ship. <laughs> and then we didn't have to continue the campaign anymore. Because we could just fly everywhere. Gosh, I... It's fun to break the campaigns, but uh, when I I've been on the receiving end of broken campaigns, and it is it's a, it's a pet peeve, but it's really funny too. Um, Jared once rolled a nat twenty to turn into a bear, so not only did he turn into a bear, he turned into a bear that was Russian, drinking vodka, and had an AK, and he had the power he had the power of Putin. So, literally no. any team votes. But you also forget, he had the abs of Vladimir Putin. Of course. He, he also had the, he looked like a mix of Vladimir Putin and a bear. And he had the power that any team votes, he could outrule with the power of Putin. Because, <laughs> you know, Putin doesn't let anybody vote but himself. was hilarious and right after this he got stabbed with the sword and was not able to do anything <laughs> yeah right after this he goes hmm let's do this and then flying swords like i've decided to end this man's career oh that was great i have 
do one more sub another subtopic. First video game you first video game or like best video game you had and why? First video game. Like um like first one that we truly loved. Like it was one of your your favorite video game and why? Um, here, I'll go first for this one. Lego Star Wars, the complete saga on the Wii. That, that game was epic. Um, me, me and, me and my brother, we, we played that game so much. Like, uh, we, we did everything. Uh, I always liked the gun characters, like the stormtroopers or the clones. And so I always played as those, but Zeke always liked to play as Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. And so he he would only play as those characters, and I'm over here switching between like clone to General Grievous to like Darth Vader, and um and so we we'd often play like the free play levels, and at first we didn't know how to select our own care like uh in free play you can switch between certain characters, but we didn't know how to switch between those, so we always would stick with our custom characters we made, which were both Jedi's with afros of varying color. And um, yeah, it it was it was great. Um, I love that game so much. But like, I guess like my first game that I really enjoyed on the Xbox was would have to be Fallout Three, another great game. Uh, I bought it for like thirty bucks, Game of the Year edition. So like all the all the DLCs included. And I have to say, I've never had so much fun just playing that game. Like, that's a scam for thirty bucks, bruh. Yeah, for for thirty bucks at Walmart, I got the Game of the Year edition, which included three DLC or four DLCs. I I didn't play. I regret it now, but I didn't play one of the DLCs because in that DLC you lose all of your stuff and you kind of just restart from scratch. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I've got all this good stuff. Now I'm like, I should have done that. Uh, into the pit, where you go to Pittsburgh. Lose your stuff. Uh, well, you you lose it for almost the entire camp. Uh mission story because you're a slave but um basically but it was great right, what about you well the first game that i that i really liked was um no it took me a while to really appreciate the games and um i really liked the the new legend of zelda breath of the wild Mm. of the Zelda series that I've actually finished. Huh. You know, I've I've never played the any of the I have a Switch now, but I've never played any of the of the uh Zelda games. Are are they are they good? Yes, they're very good. All right, I'll I'll have to I'll have to check it out cuz like I I've been looking for new games for the Switch cuz you know. Yeah. All I've been doing is grinding Mario Kart and Smash. Um, and as one does during quarantine. Yeah. What else is there to do? Xander, what was what was your first game that you you truly enjoyed? Truly enjoyed. No, I came up with this. I have very, I have a very, I have two games come to mind, which is Borderlands Two, Bioshock Two, and then. A Star Wars game. Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed. It was always. Uh, I think the one that I like, my favorite out of all of them, has to be Bioshock Two. 
um, because of the fact that it was just one of those games where I saw it and I was like, I've never seen the Bioshock franchise. I'll try it out. Um, middle game. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had because it's there's side quests to it. There's a main. The story plot was just amazing. Um, but so many guns you could use. So many ways you can just get through a level. Also had like special powers you had. It was so much fun to be able to like just do what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. Yeah, I you think. Could... I just uh... Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of RPG games, like people, I think people's favorite games often are RPG games because they can play the way they want to, like um, Breath of the it Wild. Wasn't a true, it wasn't an RPG RPG. It was a looter it was shooter. More the fact that there was a main storyline that had a few side quests on it. Um, but there was a certain few guns that you had, but they were still amazing in what you could do with them. Um, I even designed a Bio, um, Bioshock D&D campaign. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 excited to play that one. It's one of the games I first got. I was just always. I think that's also where I got my true passion. That I, if I had any ability, um, of like, fire, water, ice, or like any of that, it'd be water and ice because I just love it. Um, in Bioshock, because you could freeze people and then smack the just jacket, and it's awesome. Yeah, um, with Fallout Three, for the my first ever playthrough, I I was terrified to uh, to like make the get the NPCs like upset at me, and so like I I played the absolute nice guy. Like I was just I was I was always like helping everyone out, and uh, and then I didn't know how to fast travel either, so I was literally wandering the wasteland. Like crap, how do I get to DC? And then uh. I was terrified for the longest time because in Fallout, basically, it's post-apocalyptic, uh, like DC area, and so um, the way you get to certain places is you have to r- walk through these dark metro tunnels, and they're full of like these radiated zombies. And for the longest time, I was terrified of those tunnels, so I did all the side quests that had to do with like the main hub. So like you get to a you get to a town called Megaton, which it's called that because it's got a megaton bomb in the middle of it that's undetonated and so um you you get there and your first like side quest is uh figuring out how to defuse the bomb and then you get offered like this random guy at the bar is like hey i have an employer who wants you to nuke this whole town and i was like wait what and so but like i i did all these side quests and i ended up being like a bouncer at this bar and i had to go settle debts with people and that's when I learned that, oh, I probably shouldn't be too afraid of this game as my character is just freaking amazing. And then that, that quickly, that, that mindset that I was super awesome kind of fell to the background when I met my first Deathclaw, which for anybody who hasn't played Fallout, they're giant, like, nine-foot-tall lizards that uh, stand on two legs and, and massive claws. And I mean, my first shot the character very easily, if not wearing good armor. Yeah, and my first experience was with a chameleon deathclaw, which are super rare. Um, I was I was in the DC area, so you you go through this like destroyed city, and there's like a river, and so I was doing a side quest where I just turned on a power substation to uh to help some NPCs whatnot, and I I thought I was cool. I was thought I was a cool guy because I had some combat armor, so. And I had my uh, I had my silenced ten millimeter pistol. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm freaking awesome. And then I hear, and then I go to uh, 
I go to click on to um, VATS, which is like this automated targeting system uh, that locates enemies, and all of a sudden it pops to this figure in the water. A huge figure, but I have a 0% chance of hitting it at all. And I'm like, wait, what? And so I pop out of VATS, and I think it's a glitch. So I continue walking down the bridge, and I hear the water, like, ripple and whatnot. And I look over, and I see, like, this slightly invisible figure moving towards me. I was like, wait a second. I start shooting at it, and this thing just appears and insta sh just kills me. And I, I had to pause the game because I was terrified. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I, I literally, I save quit and I left the game for a few hours because I was like, oh, geez. And so, and that, that kind of restarted my fear of the game. And so um, I think, I think one of the most terrifying things about uh, that <laughs> Fallout 3 was that it was, it was so dark. Like a lot of the game is super dark. And so you can't really like, you can't really um, explore it fully unless you had your flashlight and so I was, I was terrified of the game for like the longest time, and so um, yeah. But uh, eventually I learned to really enjoy it. I started playing like I, I had a few playthroughs where like um, one of them I decided to kill everybody. Like I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just kill them all. And so like I, I just killed everybody. Like no discrimination. No, like, ah, oh, he's a bad NPC, I'll stick with him. No, I was just like, yep, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. And, uh, yeah, but Fallout 3 was one of the best RPG, one of the best RPGs I've ever played. And I believe Breath of the Wild's also a, an RPG, like, you don't, like, I guess you don't, I don't know, I've never played it. Jared, do you want to, do you want to explain more about... Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild is, uh, took a turn to, to where it's, uh, more of a free room free roam game and uh, you start out in this one one little part of the map and uh, you s uh, do the few things there that you need to do and then there's the rest of the map that you can do whatever you want and then there's this main storyline of um, of defeating uh, Ganon which is the main bad guy of uh, of all of all the Zelda games then Ganon takes several different forms, like there's Calamity again, uh, Ganondorf, and uh, several like that. Yeah, and it's really fun, and there's uh, there's villages, there's forces, you can go around uh, defeating, taking, uh, getting loot, and uh, selling stuff, and yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I love How games like that. Quest where you can get this guy's, like, like Mirage, do that? Uh, oh yeah, the Korok seeds. Yes. Uh, Korok seeds are uh are the little things uh that you find off in the game. Then the secrets, and they're all over everywhere. It could be anything from like there's blocks, and you need to move one to on top of another one, and then and then this little thing pops up. And if you go to the Moroccans, you can get, uh, and you have enough Korok seeds, you can get enough to get an extra slot in your weapons, shields, bows, or anything. Huh. And so, like, with Breath of the Wild, can you just play it to your playstyle? Where, like, let's say I want to play an up-close, like, heavy weapon character. 
uh, even though all the ca- it's the same character for all playthroughs, it's Link. But like, yeah. Oh, so I so like somebody could pick like, oh, I only want to use my bow, like. Um. Well, uh, you could sort of. I think it would be harder. It would be a lot harder. It's ah. easier because, well, the way it's played is um, there are these. Uh, God, it's been a little bit since I've played. Uh, there are these uh, shrines that you go to, and they're puzzles, and it has you use everything that, every material that you have in order to figure them out. And at the end, you get an orb, and if you get enough, you get another heart or another stamina. Hmm. And you build up and in strength enough to where you can go, you think you can go defeat the Ganon. And once you defeat Ganon, it's basically the end of the game. Huh. But if you wanted to, you could go straight from the beginning of the game. Uh, get through the first part, and once you get through the first part, you can go straight from there and d- go to his castle and try and defeat him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love games that do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, the one the one I can think of is you can, like, speedrun Skyrim, and I accidentally did that. Like, I... I there's some side quests where I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll blow it off till later. I want to kind of finish the finish this little bit of the storyline. So I got so immersed in the storyline that I wasn't doing any of the side quests, and so I was still I still had um I had dwarvish weaponry, so I still had like it, it was okay weapons for and then I was only like level thirty, but like I got to this one part and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go up to the mountain, learn this new shout, and I'll be fine. And then the the final boss lands on the mountain. I'm like, wait a second, hold up. And so I was like, maybe this is just like, you know, a, a cutscene or like a warning. No, you, you fight him. And I died three times. And I was like, Oh, so I, so I had to revert my save. And I was like, you know what? Time to do some side quests. <laughs> Cause I, it was terrifying. Cause he lands. And I'm like, Oh, it's a cutscene. Maybe the dragons will fight. Cause there's like two dragons on the mountain, the evil one and the good one. No, Instead, he goes, ah, Dragonborn, I'm here to kill you. And I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm only level 30. <laughs> Please go easy. And then he, he launched a meteor from the sky to me and hit me right in the face. And I was like, oh, guess I'll just die. <laughs> but like, I, I, like, um, I like Skyrim because Breath of the Wild seems like Skyrim, but it seems also kind of better because like, you use everything. And uh, I don't know. I've never played Breath of the Wild, but it sounds it sounds really fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, Ethan, you mentioned about like scary game about how like that chameleon scared you and like everything. Oh, I've learned a new appreciation for scary games. Not through playing on the Xbox, but playing through the VR. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh my. Gosh, scary games in VR are about twenty times more scarier than console scary games. I would I would assume so. Okay. Like it seems like you, okay. you're in the in the game fully. Yeah, there, there's kind of no backing out of that. Oh. As an example, I bought a game called Lies Beneath, and it's a really good game. Um, it's a horror game. So in the middle, when I first played it, um, 
I was running, I was walking and following the storyline, and then I went into this dark cave, cave, and you have a lighter that, like, lights in only, like, a certain area. So you have to hold that, and, like, I was like, I'm not doing this, so I sprinted through it real quick. Nothing happened to me. At one point, I died because, um, a creature came out of nowhere and just killed me and got spooked. I was like, okay, you try again. It put me back at the beginning of the game, so I had to go back through. In the cave this time, I was like, okay, I'll walk through. There might be something, like, important in here, like, I get a gun or something. As I'm walking through, um, there's one part where I hear a noise behind me, and I'm like, no, I'm just going to sprint real quick. As I sprint through it, a figure appears a foot away from me. Out of nowhere. <laughs> the living crap out of me. Oh my gosh. Dude, I think the scariest game I've ever played was Alien Isolation, and I, I got that on, like, a, a, a like, kind of, sort of like a, a sale on Steam, and I played it for a while, um, that thing was terrifying, like, and I wasn't even in VR for it, I can only imagine, like, just like, huh, I hear a noise behind me, turns around, never mind, I'm just going to keep walking and hope it doesn't follow me. Oh, this is a game, so, I'm here, I don't, I don't play horror games that much, uh, but Lies Beneath is, like, it's such an addicting game, so you, like, you want to play it, but you're like, I'm gonna get spooked. Oh, another thing is, in the middle of this thing, they trap you in a cabin. It's very small. And they just give you a shotgun, so you're like, I have this overpowered weapon. It holds limited ammo, and a horde comes after you. So they bust in, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine, because I set up, like, a bunch of traps. I set, like, melee weapons with me. Out of nowhere, I'm in this corner, and I didn't know it at the time, but the roof broke. And out of nowhere, this, like, four-legged creature jumps in and lands right on top of my character. Scared. I literally uh, almost threw my controllers in the headset off. I was like, no. You know what game I, I've rediscovered that is surprisingly terrifying is Minecraft. Like, it doesn't sound like it, but I have never been more terrified by a game other than, like, Alien Isolation than Minecraft. Like, there's, there's just so many, like, things that aren't meant to jump scare you that jump scare me. Like, um, with one of the Minecraft updates, there's ravines. And so there's an underground ravine, and I'm just building, like, a bridge. And this skeleton decides to 360 phase clan no-scope me as he's jumping out. Like, he just decides to jump off the side of the ravine, fall, like, 50 feet, shoot me off of my bridge, die, and then kill me. And I'm like, what the heck? But it, it scared me. Like, I jumped and almost threw my mouse. Cause, and I, like, I watched him, too. Because I, I was building block, and I go, huh, skeleton can't shoot me because I had my shield up. And so I place a block, and I look up, and he's gone. And I turn to the side just to see him, like, 360 shoot me off of the off the bridge. And I was like, ah, and, like, almost threw my mouse. Like, I almost, I almost just chucked it. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Oh. Okay. Trick shots by the mic. <laughs> yeah, he he was like one v one me rust bro, and then he shot me, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Weird. What's your topics? Because what was that last part? Sorry, what? Two topics, or what's one of your topics? Because I feel like we've been on. Here we go. Well, um, 
one of my talking topics is uh, English is broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Have you ever noticed like some things like don't quite make sense, but they do sometimes? Like, yeah, I, I, I smells funny. <laughs> you just smell and just start breaking out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have to say, I think after like studying uh, a foreign language or like, um, yeah, like studying a foreign language because I took two years of Spanish. Um, you realize how much our language sucks. Like, just how many, like, yeah. different, how many, how much one word means so many different things. Whereas in Spanish, they've got words for everything. Like, like, t- uh, one word only means one thing. And so you have a just vast majority of words you can use. Whereas English, we could say, um, ah, I can't think of one. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can say one thing and it just... Like, it, it means so many different things. Like, smell funny, look funny, and then, <laughs> and just funny. <laughs> so what you're saying is we should ban the word funny. <laughs> no, not, well, yeah, actually, uh. <laughs> Well, no, but actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. English can kind of just break sometimes, because, like, Yes, just yes, because of all the the things of all the words and and flashing so much. Speech one hundred, right there, Jared. Speech one hundred. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no English. English is a. I often think like, I don't know. Like, I think in other countries, do they think in English, like? Are they are they thinking in English or is it, it like it it baffles me like sometimes I just can't comprehend that there are people in other countries that speak another language and think in another language, like for me when I speak another language I'm still thinking in English I'm like uh huh, like this means that this means this this is what I'm trying to say I've actually butchered all of my Spanish homework and I am failing. <laughs> I mean. I mean, that's kind of, like, interesting, though, is, like, when you think about it, um, that's a good point, though, like, if you're speaking another language, um, I'm just throwing it out there, so say you speak, um, I'm just gonna go with Chinese, just because it pops into my mind first, um, would you think in English, or would you be thinking Chinese? It's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, like, um, I don't think, like... I don't think we think in English. I think we think in just reference to another person. Like, um, man, this is getting deep. But, like, I think when you're talking, you're talking in English. Yeah, I thought this podcast was going to be about, like, video games and movies. Now we're we're getting into philosophy here. Dude, I mean, like, can you think emotion? Can you think emotion? I think I'm just whenever, more like, confused. Whenever you feel emotion and stuff, like, can you, like, and sometimes whenever you have emotions behind words, can you just think, without any words or anything, just the emotion, without putting a word in front behind it? Huh. Holy oh, crap. I think we can, though. You're breaking my brain. I'm trying. Ah! I don't think, I don't think that's possible, because with language... You make a word, it has a correlation that's, like, stuck in your brain. 
when you think about being happy, there's a definition behind happy. Everyone knows what happy is. It's just one of those things where if there's a definition, but I don't think your brain can think of it. It's more like, um, example, our body gives off um, a happy drug, the cuddle drug or whatever, where it makes us happy. Yeah. Uh, serotonin? I don't think it's more you can serotonin. I was about to say dopamine. I think it might be dopamine, too. I don't know. I did a whole info on this. Yeah, it's three, like, happy drugs. might be called... I think what you're trying to say is alcohol. <laughs> of course. I'm saying drugs fix everything. <laughs> we, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've solved the, all the world's issues. All it takes is enough cocaine. No. Oh, no. Okay. Wait. If there's a happy drug. Is there a sad drug? <laughs> or, or, or is the sad... Hold on. Jared, hold on. Also, is this what your topic was, or is this just came out whenever you messed up? It just came out, bro. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering. But no, you continue on this talk about um, everything. Uh, maybe the, the happy drug is actually the lack of the... Or the sad drug is actually the lack of the happy drug. I think that's what it is. Hold on, is there a... Or is there individual drugs for each emotion? Because there are so many emotions in the in the thing. I mean, like happiness, sadness, funny, which is confusing as you know, no other. Cause okay, I'm gonna stop looking it up because it keeps bringing me to um in drugs that make you sad. So I'm gonna just stop before that gets <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> but I think you're right. It's more you're missing dopamine, so your body's like. How would you explain getting angry? Oh, I, I actually did a whole info on this and video games and relating all this. Uh, when you're angry, the nerve the neurons are firing faster in your temporal lobe. So basically, um, anger is just your brain working faster. And yeah, it's just your brain getting speed. Speed is good. Um, okay. <laughs> Gaining speed. Does that mean speed isn't correct? Isn't like exactly right? <laughs> um. Isn't isn't like healthy? Perhaps I I have no idea. I'm not gonna throw anything out here because the scientific community would would butcher me. Um. I mean, yeah, we're we're all just guessing here. So if any of if any of the six people who end up watching this, uh, if any of the six people who do that, um are from the science community, please don't, don't any, no angry comments. Put down the pitchforks. We're just, we're, th we're just three guys. Here, here, if you want to, you want to put the pitchfork here, uh, take a blow on me. <laughs> no, don't kill Jared. We need you for like, at least, at least two more episodes. I mean, I mean, after that, you know. Who knows after that, yeah. <laughs> who knows what'll happen? Maybe we're all dead. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, surprising stuff. Uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman. Is that the guy that? Oh wait, are you talking about the new Batman movies that's coming out? Yeah, the new Batman. Um, for the guy that did was Twilight. Yeah, he was Edward in Twilight. Oh. Like I, I've seen the concept art, and he actually looks like he might be a good Batman. Like. No, but eh. We we have like a good Batman, but can he act like a good Batman? Well, that's the thing is everyone thinks of him as just like the Twilight uh, vampire love interest. Which I mean, to be fair, all I'm saying is 
my my mom and my sisters have like rewatched the Twilight series at least six times during this quarantine, and I am I'm sick of it. But he's he's acted in other movies, and I watched some of those, and he he's a really good actor. So I think he might do Batman more justice than Ben Affleck did. I think Ben Affleck basically betrayed the Batman code because you know Jeff and Batman are Superman. And did he get guns? And why is he using guns? <laughs> He's oh, just got too many guns. guns. Just, just Batman does. No questions. Batman does Batman. Batman pulls out Glock to quote George Washington: "Stay strapped or get clapped." Yeah, as he as he was crossing to Delaware, don't you guys remember that? He was like, the, the Germans were like all hung over, you know. He's crossing to Delaware and and he loads a musket. He's like, stay strapped or get clapped. Jeez. But yeah, <laughs> historical moments as interpreted by Ethan. <laughs> New series coming to History Channel this summer. <laughs> History one hundred and one with Idaho. I'm sorry, Ohio. Oh yeah, my uh, for anyone who doesn't know, my uh, my Discord name is Ohio. Um, but yeah, huh? But yeah, I think I, plus I think the writers for this Batman movie are gonna be better than the Ben Affleck uh, writers, because I I mean Ben Affleck, I think he could have played a good Batman if he had a better logo and costume design, and if he had better writers. Because I think the writers for Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, they they were not good. Yeah. Uh, the not... only DC movies I think that are actually good are Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Those are the only good ones. Well, well don't forget about the Dark Knight trilogy. Those ones were really good. Okay, yes, the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm talking yeah. about recent ones. Oh, recent ones, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about there's a Wonder Woman sequel coming out. Like oh, uh, 19 something. 19 yeah, 1984. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84. I I was like, wait a second. Like I don't think she if she has a sequel, I don't think it should be in 1984. Like I would I'd want to see her in like World War 2 or like Vietnam actually and probably not Vietnam or like maybe just like her in modern time. Because, like, I think the appeal of Wonder Woman, the first movie, was that, like, she, she was an awesome, it was an awesome movie. Like, the score was written well, the the script was written well. She, Gal Gadot is an amazing actress for uh, Wonder Woman. But I, I don't know how I feel about her getting a sequel in 1984. I would want a sequel in, like, modern times. I mean, I don't know, because they could, they could have a big plan for this, like... Um, they could have it planned out to where it does end up in modern times, or... Mm, that's what I think have, they're leading up to. They have a different idea, which uh, is necessary for them to be in 1980, uh, that time period. Yeah, but I also think that uh, when you put something in the past where you've already had a movie in the future, there's some aspects that kind of ruin that movie, like the fact that we know Wonder Woman is in, isn't in any peril because she appears in Justice League and Batman vs. Superman. So we know that, Maybe. yeah, it and could be possibly like her backstory and stuff, just to explain more of that. Maybe there's something secret that we don't know about. Yeah, true. Um, and then like the villain, the villain looks interesting though. So I mean, I just I don't know. I guess I'll have to see it. Uh, just for me, I was thinking I really would want her in like a more modern, 
um, movie, like modern time set movie, because I think like in Justice League, the intro where the guys are robbing the bank and they're about to just blow it up and whatnot. Um, I think that was really cool because like it was all modern and whatnot. And then she just shows up with a freaking sword and shield and wrecks all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. You've got an automatic weapon, but I've got a freaking sword. <laughs> Lol. But um, but yeah. So, and then did you hear that they're uh they might just use Flash to just restart the entire DC universe? I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised if they come out with a Flashpoint movie. Yeah, I think another one. Yeah, they could. DC's smart in the fact that the way their comics are, are set up, uh, they can have multiple characters that reset the universe in case movies get bad or TV shows get bad. Um, speaking of which. Marvel may have a great cinematic universe, but DC, like, TV shows, I've actually watched a few really good. Like, really good writing. Um, the DC with TV shows are good right now. Yeah, I really Marvel like doesn't them. have, I don't, any really like, good ones, in my like, opinion. I, I watched Marvel's Iron Fist. Sucked. I hated the writing for Danny. Danny was, like, just this whiny kid. Like, literally, even as Iron Fist, he was all like, oh, I... I happen to have all this money and all this power, but I just, it sucks being me. And then uh, I I didn't watch any of the other Marvel ones because Iron Fist kind of just ruined it for me. But they're going to make a Moon Knight TV show, which I'm super excited about because Moon Knight is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Who is Moon Knight? Um, so Moon Knight, basically, at first he was a mercenary. Um. He went by the name of Mark Spector because his name was Mark Spector. <laughs> um, but he basically, like, he was a mercenary for a while. Uh, he and his uh, buddy, the Bushman, an Australian mercenary, they were out robbing this this Egyptian professor, archaeologist, who was digging gold from temples to give it to the museums. Uh, and they were hired to get the gold and sell it on the black market. So, um, they go there, and the guy's got his daughter with him, and Bushman gets all, uh, a bit too, uh, sexual assault vibes on, on this, on this girl, and Mark Spector's like, hey, that's not the mission, and Bushman goes, uh, Bushman goes, actually, the real mission is to kill you, and Mark Spector's like, wait, what? And Bushman's like, look, I didn't want to have to do this, and then he blew <laughs> Mark Spector's, uh, chest out open with a fifty cow. But then Mark Spector's body is found by a cult of moon, uh, of moon god worshippers who bring him to the altar of the moon god. And the moon god's like, hey, if you let me uh, half possess you, um, you and I can uh, get along and I'll give you another chance at life. So Mark Spector's like, ah, oh, I'm alive again, but I also have, now have split personality disorder. And so, uh, and so Moon Knight, Mark Spector, he's still a highly trained operative and whatnot, deadly in his own right. But when Moon Knight takes over, which is the Moon God in his body, he gets cosmic powers. He is absolutely insane. And in the end of his first comic line, he the Bushman takes his daughter and his wife hostage and whatnot, and he ends up fighting the Bushman and he cuts the Bushman's face off, like he just yeet. And I was like, oh my gosh. It was, it was the best finale, though. Because the Bushman, the Bushman goes, I know you, Mark. You wouldn't kill me. Uh, you, don't, you don't have the guts. And Mark goes, I won't kill you. But the fall will. And then he cuts off Bushman's face and throws him off a bridge. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best one line ever. <laughs> Just like, I won't kill you, but the fall will. Yeet. Yeah, um, so Moon Knight get, getting a TV show. Gonna be great. Yeah, this guy's more of like a, not quite villain, but not quite. Yeah, he, he's like an anti-hero. Uh, but he's super cool. But yeah, so. Yeah, sort of more like um, Venom. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, speaking of TV shows on, uh, like, that Disney owns... Uh, the Mandalorian. I, I believe we've all seen it, right? Yeah. Um. But uh, the the man the Mandalorian. That that was a great TV show, and I can't wait for season two. Although I don't know how they're gonna play into like Ahsoka and um and Boba Fett. Well, um. Well, what they might do is instead of just going into a second season. They might make a movie about the Mandalorian, huh? And then go into the second season after that, because you know how some seasons, um, some series make movies about about the TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Like after certain seasons, they might do a movie like as a turning point for him, or a point in the storyline for him, and then go to the next one. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. That's a very fair Some... point. Um, I mean, The Mandalorian did hit off really well, so I'm not surprised if it does get a movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope the movie is directed and produced by the same guy who did the TV show, and it should. Because uh, John Favreau, he did uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies. He did Iron Man. Two of them, Those two, seri- those two uh, series of movies are my favorite Marvel movies. Like Iron Man and Spider-Man, two of my favorite Marvel yeah. characters. Um, but yeah, so I hope, I hope he directs it cause he's, he's a good director and a good producer. Yeah. But yeah, so Although at the very end when he got the jet pack, that's when it really got exciting. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he, and then he just decides to yeet the, uh, the TIE fighter. It's just, there's so much like implied pressure in that show. Of just like what's gonna happen next, and everything's silent almost. Yeah, and like it's, and it only gets, and it only, it's not silent, only when it gets uh, uh, going. Intense. Yeah, intense. Yeah, like um. Today. <laughs> uh, by the way, I guess we we probably should have prefaced major spoilers for the Mandalorian before we started talking about this. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. um. <laughs> uh, major spoilers ahead. Skip to whatever timestamp I put on the, uh, I put on the label of this or the subtitles of this video. If you don't want a major Mandalorian spo- uh, spoilers, but when IG died, his death was uh, awesome. Oh, the uh, unit! Oh my god! Yes, I I was legit yeah. so close to crying. I was like, oh my gosh, he's he's dead. But all... No, no, I think one of my favorite moments is when he gets all the Vanguard steel and then just gets his new armor. Uh... Oh yeah, when he when he walks into the uh, when he walks into the uh, like the bounty hunter bar and everyone's staring at him and he's just like fully decked out and I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, bro, that was bro. a good moment. 
my favorite, I think, was just when he goes in and just takes to get Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, when he just John Wicks his way into the the compound, and then I was not expecting it like them to show like just a fl- a stormtrooper on fire, like just screaming. He's like, "Ah, I'm on fire! Oh no!" I was not expecting that. I thought like you know you'd see the fire, and then it would just kind of cut to him running down a hallway or something. But no. You got to watch the stormtrooper just get cooked. Yeah. Because you know what? The Mandalorian is literally, in essence, the quote, stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> like, think about it. He's got so many weapons. Yeah. He is the boss in all of this. Yeah, I think... I think uh, Episode, I think episode, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, I think episode nine, uh, of Star Wars. I think instead of like Ray actually doing anything, I think it should have been like her like standing there. She's like getting electrocuted, and then Palpatine just gets sniped, and the Mandalorian walks up. He's like, uh, "I had a bounty. Um, I don't know what you guys are doing, but uh, see ya." I mean, Man- Mandalorian is set uh, back in the time, so I mean, a lot will change. Probably before that happens. Yeah, true. But I mean, I also want to see Baby Yoda with a Mandalorian helmet that has like holes for his ears. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. I don't even know. Uh, how are they going to do that design? <laughs> I don't know, but that yeah, would man, be amazing. It'd be a Mandalorian helmet, just ears. No, he would have ear no, covers. No. no, his helmet would be built so that his ears would also have Vanguard metal around it. <laughs> No, Baby Yoda doesn't get a Mandalorian mask. The Mandalorian mask, the Mandalorian gets a Baby Yoda mask. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then when they introduced the Darksaber um, at the end of, the, of, of season yeah. one, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait what? I missed that? Yeah, when it was like an after credit scene. The TIE Fighters all crashed, and uh, the, the Moff guy, he cuts a hole in it, and he comes out of the TIE Fighter holding the Darksaber. The Darksaber, yeah, I remember. Yes, I saw that, and I went, oh my gosh. No, him just holding the Darksaber is just like, ooh, Mandalorian about to, uh, the Mandalorian about to get a Darksaber. That, or Baby Yoda like... gets the Darksaber. Jeez. That's how he becomes a Jedi? Oh my gosh. Oh no, what if Baby Yoda becomes Dark Jedi? <laughs> Baby Yoda becomes a Sith Lord. Baby Yoda's the one who revives Pal- Palpatine. He's just like, rise. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're, they're, the one episode where Baby Yoda, like, chokes out, like, they're having an arm wrestling match, and Baby Yoda decides to choke out the rebel uh, shock trooper lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, just looking at, um, Mandalorian looks at Baby Yoda and goes, what are you doing? not gonna lie that was terrifying i was like oh my gosh because he got all like angry he was just like yeah maybe yoda's gonna be intimidated (laughs) yeah like i'm what what i'm also surprised about is um like that they're gonna introduce ahsoka because like she'd have to explain why she didn't try to reach out for like reach out to luke skywalker or like um, that is because you need to watch, um... Oh, Clone Wars Season 7? 
Okay, so yes. So watch season seven. All right. Um, it definitely does help understand a little bit why. And then also, I know it's kind of weird. Also watch the Star Wars um, Rebels series. Yeah, I've heard she's in there, so. Yes. It's a pretty great um, series. I haven't she, watched it all, though. If you watch those, you'll understand a little bit more why. Because I literally just did that. Um, last, like, three weeks, I finished episode, uh, season seven. I've been watching Rebels. It explains why she hasn't done a lot of stuff. Hasn't appeared in, like, mainline movies. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Um. Speaking of mainline movies, do you guys have a favorite mainline Star Wars movie? Yeah, I I know I know it's pretty hard to decide. Uh, me myself, it took forever to like finally decide on one that I really liked, and that one ended up being Movie Five, uh, Revenge of the Sith, or not, not Revenge of the Sith, The Empire Strikes Back. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> you know, Movie Five, Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader fights Anakin Skywalker on Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I <laughs> He's fighting himself. Like the whole the whole movie is just like this epic battle between Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. And then at the end it zooms out, it just shows Vader standing in the cold. Full on the Rey moment and where it's just herself infinitely just just that, but Oh my gosh. Everyone's um, in the Darth Vader suit. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, but like I, I fell in love yeah. uh, with uh with Vader, <laughs> not not in a romantic way, more of just I really liked his character. Uh, when I first saw movie, uh, when I first saw movie four and movie five, like when Vader comes in, I was like, oh, that's a cool guy. I I want to side with that guy, and then uh, and then when uh movie five, when you hear you actually when you first hear the uh, Imperial March, I was like, oh, that's epic. And he like comes out and like everybody's lined up, and uh, in order, and he's like walking out. I was like, this guy, this guy's cool. Yeah, they make him My look favorite. so epic. And then I mean, Rogue, especially whenever they, he makes appearance, appearances is like the boy in the newer movies. Yeah, like Rogue One, they did him justice. Like even though not enough, I did. Like I, I'd really wish they would. Uh, I really wish that they would have given him a bit more people to kill. I think that his ending scene in Rogue One um, was amazing. Like, where he just clowns okay. all of those rebels. Hold on. You, um, on YouTube or somewhere, there's a variation of that scene. It's in French. Oh, yeah, and it's Vium. Vium, Vium. Vush. Yeah, somebody had all the sound effects translated. Like, basically, they took the sound effect, and they translated it to French. So instead of swoosh, it was zvoosh. And, like, it was the it was the Google Translate voice saying all of it. It's pew, 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 zvoosh, zvoosh, zvoosh. It, it's probably... It, it's great. Mine's gonna be... I know it's a cliche, but it's also a good one. Episode 6... 
think the end scene where it's um, Peter, Luke, and Palpatine, that's a really good scene. Yeah, I, I like that scene. Um, that scene's actually, like, I, I, movie six, I like and all. Um, I don't like the way Boba Fett dies, because I think he's a super cool character. Okay, Boba Fett's death is one of the most stupidest deaths ever. It, it, uh, it upsets me, because, like, when you read in the comics, Boba Fett does all this super cool stuff, and he ends up getting beaten by a blind smuggler handcuffed holding an axe. I mean, you I know, on purpose. Right. Just, uh, wait, where is he? Turn, hits the jetpack. It's one of the most stupidest deaths ever in Star Wars. Yeah. An amazing bounty hunter just gets one-shotted. Yeah, and, like... That's the thing. It's like you read in the comics, and Boba Fett like took on Vader and survived. Like he didn't beat Vader. He basically just used Vader's focus on uh, this like hologram or holo cube he had. Basically, uh, Boba Fett Boba Fett was hired to steal this holo cube that had Vader's past, like him as Anakin and everything he did, and all his information. And Boba Fett was hired to do it, and so Boba Fett steals it from Vader's temple. Vader chases him around the surface of Mustafar, and so uh, he he actually he has Vader pretty um pretty matched like in fighting and whatnot. But Vader is like <laughs> Vader's about to win, and Boba Fett throws the holocube off of a cliff, and so Vader goes to force hold the uh, holocube in place, and Boba Fett escapes. But, um, Dang. yeah, like, he stood his own against Vader, and then, you know, a blind Han Solo's like, hmm, where does this axe go? I mean, you gotta realize the luck of Han. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Han is so lucky. It's not wrong, though. Look, I mean, Han Solo has amazing luck. Yeah. Those dice? Maybe magic. <laughs> Perhaps, in fact, ancient Jedi, uh, ancient Jedi uh, artifacts. Those dice, maybe. Uh, per per perhaps, you know. Knows, but you know, his luck is incredible. Also, um, in an expanded universe of Star Wars, Boba Fett does escape. Yeah, I I do like that he does, and he's in the Mandalorian. Like he's confirmed, he's going to be in the Mandalorian. So he does escape, like, canon-wise, but still. I think that him being knocked out like that is just... It's upsetting. But, um... I mean... Also, did you guys realize that Bubba Fett's rifle changes between the two movies? Yeah. <laughs> Look, he lost episode, it, and he's just like, oh... Episode 5, he, he has a, his, um, his normal gun that he carries around. Tip of it's just a really thin barrel, and then in episode 6... It becomes this like big, um, big like um, ripped like, you know, cylinder around it, and it looks bigger. And then you just like look at it and just like, wait a second. Yeah. Does anyone know who plays Boba Fett? Um. So who's gonna play him? You know the guy who played Jango Fett in the prequels. That's who's gonna play him in the Mandalorian. Yeah, so... Oh, you know what I'm ready for? I'm ready for the Obi-Wan series to come out. Oh, yes. They got yes. Ian McGuire to come back to Obi-Wan, and it's... Yeah, I mean, all I can say is, it's gonna be great. They also get, um... I didn't realize it because I missed it. In episode 3, Yoda goes, um... And, like revive themselves using the force and then Obi-Wan goes 
Qui-Gon? And he goes, yes, go find him. And so you also know Qui-Gon also is going to come back. Oh, yeah. Qui-Gon, I guess, was overpowered in the Force, even though they don't show it that much. Yeah, that's the reason. Qui-Gon was the reason Darth Sidious uh, didn't enact his plan sooner. Was because Qui-Gon was one of the Jedi who knew how to just come back. And so, uh... Yeah, I read a whole thing about it, how Darth Sidious's plan was uh, was going to come in sooner, but because Qui-Gon was still there, and Qui-Gon had just found the Chosen One, um, yeah. What about Mace Windu, though? <laughs> that is also true. Um, he was there for, like, a little bit, and then... Died did you guys, do you, have you guys seen the theories off. that um, Snoke was... Yeah, I saw that, but I, I, I think it's good that they debunked it and whatnot, because you know you see Snoke as just a bunch of clones. Um, a because I I liked Mace's character. I didn't want to see him like, oh, he's actually now a Sith Lord. Like, nah. I think I think Mace like when you when you read about Mace and everything that like he does, you can definitely tell that if he was to, like, get thrown out a window and still survive and whatnot, you you know he'd still be a Jedi, and that he'd still be like, yup, um, time to fight the Sith. Yep. Oh, um, ah, he's, he's back. back. Are you there? Yeah, sorry, the actually click the button. <laughs> Dang up, oof. Oof. Ah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that um, we've been talking for like an hour, fifteen minutes. I think we could finish up. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Wrapping up the episode. I guess first episode of this. Yep. Uh. We we've I. Th- we might rename it, but for now, thank you guys for listening to the School's Out podcast. In this podcast, school is always out. Leave your stress at the door. Listen to three nerds talk about Star Wars theories and video games and whatnot. Um, this has been your host, Ethan Butler. And I've been Xander Corkins. Also, by the way, we may have some guests appear on this podcast. Yes, random people I know. Woo! And I am also a co-host, Jared Rector. Yep. Um, thank you all for watching and listening, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week for our next episode.